Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast often deals with graphic, violent and horrific crimes against men, women and children. Please listen at your own discretion. If you are affected by any of the themes featured in this episode, please contact your local support charity. I remember these events as if they were yesterday. Now, the murder weapon on that day, strangely enough, I found it myself. It was an initiation into the triads, as you probably know. And the stick was used as a brutal weapon. She would have found it difficult to scream out. Uh, The others were just very, very young kids. In their words, have some fun. Uh, Of course, it it turns into a killing frenzy. It's not easy to kill people. It was just a senseless, senseless murder. This was Braemar Hill. Catching Worms, a Hong Kong true crime podcast. Everyone featured in this episode were interviewed separately, yet their stories, when placed side by side, are almost identical. Their detailed memories of events flow on from one another and arrive at the truth. The voices you are about to hear are the memories of what happened that day, the 20th of April, 1985. From the confessions of one of the youngest attackers to his barrister, Mr John Haynes. Reports from journalist Tony Flores, who covered the case. Recollections from their teacher from Ireland School, Chris Force, And the investigations of Detective Nori McKillop and Detective Trevor Collins. Anybody we arrested would be brought back and we'd set up a system where we had a senior officer plus a local officer to do the interviewing because we knew there'd be a battle at court because of the, uh, the lack of the senior crime evidence. One of the principal pieces of evidence was the confession, especially Wong Sam Long, the youngest one. Um, but he very quickly confessed and he agreed to give what we call crown evidence uh, against the others. So what was this, What was Tam's story? What was his... Did he confess? Yeah, yeah, very quickly. I mean, the, unfortunately, it was a situation where when I left 
the sergeant with him in the office uh, organizing for the for the the interview team to get together uh, the sergeant said oh he's he's confessed he said i did it i did that case but getting a confession this early on wasn't necessarily what detective trevor collins was looking for well the fact that you know he's confessed so that's it uh you know in, in theory got to be careful how you question him further because he said i did it you can only sort of then put questions to him about how he did it and he can't go into you know aspects that don't involve that. I mean, if you're interrogated someone or questioning someone, you can go around the houses to get to the final point where he confesses, but uh, you haven't got that initial sort of around the houses type of background information that they usually come out with. So from your memory of the time, can you relate to me what you think happened that day? Well, yeah, they they get, got together, and because Pang lived up in that, that area, the back of that back side of that hill... You got Bray Mill one side, you got Mount Butler the other side. Uh, they intended to steal copper from the aerials. There's a lot of big aerials up in that area, but they weren't able to get to the to the aerials themselves because they were fenced off. And anyway, they didn't have any equipment. They just thought they could be able to go to pull a piece of copper wire out and then go and sell it and make some money. You see, the situation in the Braemar Hill case was that a gang of mainly teenagers led by a tough triad guy left Kowloon and their mission was to go and steal lead prosaic as that they were going to steal scrap lead and copper from a ruined building which they'd heard of somewhere in the Braemar Hill area so they came down the sort of Braemar Hill side of the scene and uh, were looking for someone to rob or looking for anyone to rob so this little group went off with a view to collecting lead and stolen copper. And they came across these two teenagers who had a studying date together on the hillside. This is from the, the confession of one Sam Long. They wandered about together. Pang Sun, he was the ringleader. They'd come across, they'd come across Kevin and, uh, and Nicola just by chance. They, they were out looking, they went out looking, just wandering the hills, looking for a victim, for a petty robbery or whatever they could come across. And so unfortunately, they came across these two sitting there and they thought, oh, two expatriates are bound to have some money, let's go and uh, rob them. And of course, when they went to rob them, they put up a struggle, they put up a fight. Kenneth, of course, had his arm in a sling, the other broke collarbone. His arm was in the sling because just a few days before, he had been knocked off his bike by a lorry. When they came across, Kenneth noticed that he was he was injured and possibly not able to defend himself so well. They decided to, have, in their words, have some fun with Nicola and and Kenneth. And uh, it just became a bit of a battle. They, they picked up a piece of wood which was similar to what would be used as a, a, a pickaxe type, uh, as a pickaxe type handle, not the big ones you, you normally sort of see, like in UK. But it was a piece of wood. A wooden handle type thing, and that's what they beat them with. And uh, what whilst they were the fight, they subdued them. Nicola was was pretty severely injured. They were injured around the her jaw was broken, so um, she would have probably early on in the attack, and uh, probably Kenneth 
um, although the evidence showed that he, he put up a hell of a struggle, uh, was probably not able to shout out very much because of the nature of his injuries. So they would have been, in a sense, quietened fairly quickly because of the nature of the attack. And then it was decided that they would rape her and they take it in turn. Of course, you know, so Pang first and then Tam and all the way down to the youngest one. You know, we do it, we all do it together. It, it turns into a killing frenzy. That's the only way I can describe it. And the Pang San Yi uh, gave the order that they, they had to kill uh, both of the victims because they had raped Nicola. And um, so they had, they had to kill her. So he was ordering the killing. And he made sure that each one of them took part in the, the assaults and the beatings to, 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 to involve all of them. So it was all for one, one for all. According to the others, uh, that was part of his tactics to make sure that they all stuck together. So it turned into a, a virtual killing frenzy, just abhorrent. And they, they first they forced Kenneth to, to, to witness what they were doing to Nicola. And as I said, the, the evidence shows that Kenneth fought furiously until he passed. When he was, when he was killed, uh, you may know this, he had his arm in a sling. Yeah, and he was strangled by the yeah, and he was strangled by that device. Yeah. Kenneth had been bound and beaten with branches from nearby trees. They had used the murder weapon that Nori McKillop had found that first day. Detective Nori McKillop continues to describe this gruesome attack. They'd come across them, I think it was a bit mid-afternoon. They decided very quickly to attack them, have some fun as they said it, but the attack took quite a, quite a long time right into the early the dusk evening. It's not easy to kill people, uh, unless with a gun or whatever, um, but they, they tortured these two kids for hours before they succumbed, uh, particularly uh, Nicola. And Nicola took some longer to pass, I think, because the, she, the poor girl was uh, horribly injured. And the stick was used as a brutal weapon. Uh, we believed it was also used to, to break her jaw. Um, the stick that I mentioned finding in the stream, uh, not far away. So it was a killing frenzy, uh, absolutely uh, horrible. The autopsy suggests this frenzy went on all afternoon, with Nicola enduring the attack for over an hour after Kenneth had passed. Kenneth suffered a more than 100, and Nicola might have more than 500 injuries. 500 injuries. Uh, it took. I think she, she, she was attacked over a, a long period of time, and uh, I think it, I remember then that when Peng found out that she was alive, she was still alive. He continued to, uh, to uh, you know, attack her until she died, the last breath. Then, then killed them and thought how they're going to get rid of any evidence, which they just 
grab whatever they could, and then found there was nothing that, that they could uh, they could sell to make money from, uh, and then just tore up the the, the, the books, the school books, uh, and then just ran off, disappeared. It's a particularly sad case in the in in the sense that there was no real motive um, of robbery. Pang and Yi and they, this group just happened to come across this young couple who had no real money on them to steal a pair of shoes. Um, it was just a senseless, senseless murder, a murder robbing someone for a substantial amount. I mean, you can see a clear motive, but there was no clear motive in this case. Let's have some fun, as Pang Shan Yi was alleged to have said to the other defendants. Let's have some fun with these people. This was an initiation procedure that just really, really went wrong uh, under the evil eye of Pang. But it wasn't Pang Shan Yi's first time. He was in, He was responsible for a rape sometime before. He was picked up uh, in an identification parade. He was responsible for the rape of a European woman, again, in the country area. The, the woman was jogging, and he attacked her and raped her. And this came to light uh, during our investigations. We didn't pursue the um, the court case against Pang for the rape because he'd already been convicted of the, the murder of Nicola. And it was, as, the, as they say, as the, is left on file. Uh, there was five of them. And there was no one around, obviously. And I think uh, given his previous history of rape, I think foremost in Pang's mind was uh, was the sexual assault of, of Nicola. And having gone that far, um, he allegedly ordered them all to kill the couple to avoid being identified in the future, possibly. We'll never know whether this is what they said happened truly was what happened. Yeah. But it did sound like it was just, it could have gone so differently that day for, for everyone. Yeah. They could have stolen copper wire and then gone home. That's right. The kids could have not gone to the hill to study and could have gone to, That's right. I don't know. And, may, and maybe if Kenneth hadn't uh, broke, I think he was on a sling. He had a sling, you know, he, he had his arm, uh, you know, if he didn't hurt his arm previously, then it could be another thing, you know, he could have defended himself. Next time on Catching Worms, it's the final part of the story, the trial. It was a very, very unusual type of case. I don't think we'd ever had a case similar to that in Hong Kong before. Even crimes which are devoid of any element of human decency are susceptible to a degree of analysis. Uh, I thought, God, no, they, surely they didn't do it. To be frank, well, we thought he looked like a, uh, you know, a wolf because, you know, his, his look was very strange, you know. Uh, he was, he had no emotion, you know, no emotion at all. In memory of Nicola and Kenneth, the school set up the Nicola Myers and Kenneth McBride Memorial Fund. The fund aims to support underprivileged sixth formers from across Hong Kong. If you would like to give to the fund, 
please see the information in the show description. With special thanks to Detective Nori McKillop, Detective Trevor Collins, Chris Force, former teacher at Island School, John Haynes, Esquire, and journalist Tony Flores. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.